This is the Suburb Boys Fantasy Sports Podcast with your co-hosts, Cole Campbell and Jack Scales. Cole Campbell, the other. Jack Scales, how are we doing? Jackie Scales, the legend, the goat himself. Uh, coming at you here on this Tuesday before trade deadlines. Uh, so we are going to get into some trade deadlines. We are going to talk waiver pickups for the week. And, of course, uh, we did get some listener questions this week. So send those in whenever you get them. Uh, find us on socials. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Cole Campbell 2, I think, something like that. I'm at Jack Scales 30. Yep. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, whatever you want. Yeah, Cole Campbell underscore 2. Uh, hit me up. Send me a DM. And my uh, Twitter handle is Jack Scales 30. So is my Venmo if you ever want to just shoot me a few bucks. Yeah, my Venmo is uh, Cole Camps 2. Same deal. Uh, <laughs> Poor Head college kids. And always we'll, always got to plug the vibe. Yeah, we'll, we'll plug whatever we need to plug. Uh, let's roll in. We got listener questions. Uh, listener questions come from my old man this week because uh, he's a kind soul. <laughs> so number one, uh, big news, and I think it was a little bit shocking to everybody, definitely to me. Eno Benjamin was cut yeah. after James Conner has one healthy week and, and really performed well, I think, in his return back. Tough to argue with the two touchdowns. He did James yeah. Conner things. Uh-huh. They cut Eno Benjamin, which feels I, weird. I think it's weird and shocking due to the fact that Eno Benjamin has been rather productive. And um, I think the most shocking part about about this is that the Arizona backfield is really not deep. It's rather shallow mm-hmm. when you look at it. So, I mean, like that cut is a little uh, concerning off the field issues, maybe some egos flying around. Um, That's what I've heard from uh, like uh, from some Cardinals people. When you go egos. and look at the running back depth chart on sleeper for the uh, Cardinals, James Connors, number one. As expected. Who would you think the number two is? If you gave me a guess right now, probably some rookie from like North Alabama State. Um. Yeah, Keontae Ingram. Can't say I've ever heard of him. I've heard the name once before. Where's he from? Um, I'm looking it up. Keontae Ingram. Here we go. This is the bad radio um, section. I'll fill the time. USC, apparently. That's probably where I heard the name. Big uh, Pac-12 after dark guy here. Utah Round Utes six, fan. pick 201. Yeah, that's um, lovely to see. Yeah, just not a guy that I would necessarily expect to have as an RB two right now. Well, um, let's let's be honest here too. The, the 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 Cardinals did not cut you know Benjamin because of their faith in Keontae Ingram. They cut him because James Conner's ego is too small to deal with Eno Benjamin backing him up. I just like when you go and look at. I remember the Cardinals early in the year had Daryl Williams, yep. who wasn't a bad back, yep. but dude's on IR. Jonathan Ward is on IR. So they literally have two running backs in their backfield right now. Yep. So, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, you might just be seeing J.J. Watt playing running back soon. At this point, yeah, I, th- I think it's fair to say. Because, like, 
I don't know how as an organization you make that decision unless you got to keep a star happy. I think that's exactly what it is. Now, you know Benjamin lands in Houston. You're a fan of the move. I'm not sure. I think it's a good I think it's a good move. Well, if we're talking organizations, I think that's a great move for Houston. Sure. Uh, you get a 23-year-old running back to back up Damian Pierce, who's been an absolute workhorse for you. Yeah, and, and it I lets, like it. And you're, yeah, and it lets you backup, take some of the... Yeah, you're back up to Damian Pierce's Rex Burkhead, who I've been watching since I feel like I've been two years old. Like, like it's, I think it's a great... Like, Eno Benjamin was coming out of the backfield pretty well for the... Um, for the, for, for the Cardinals, yeah. like when he was playing, I know he had that Thursday night game that he was rather impressive. Yeah, he ripped up the Saints pretty bad. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, that was when he he like his high in targets was seven, and he's averaging about three and a half catches per game. Yeah, I mean three point two probably. Um, so I I would say that that's Im- impressive. I mean, good receiving back, nothing that. Um, like Rex Burkhead can't like can't do, but it's nothing like he's not like Rex Burkhead's thirty two years old. Yeah, he clearly has higher upside in that offense. Yeah, and he's young, and he's probably on he's not on a huge contract. Right. And I think it's worth the investment for Houston. I don't even think it's worth it. I think it's kind of a steal. Yeah, I think it's a good sign. Honestly, you could see the negative side of this to like. Damian Pierce's value moving forward in Dynasty, I think it helps. You look at like shelf lives of running backs that just get pounded on and take too many carries. Yeah, I think that it's like he's gonna like, he's gonna get his carries cut, which helps. Yeah, I was talking to you before this, and I was saying how um, Damian Pierce has had I don't want to say a rough go around, but because he's been great this year. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the his volume. He has over 15 carries all but twice this year. Yep. Which he's a, he's like a flashback to like an old school Eddie George running back. Like he's taking like 30 carries a game. He's taking tremendous amounts of carries. Yeah, I mean when you when you hit 27 like he's a throwback carries, to like when Herm Edwards carries. gave it to Larry like Larry Johnson 400 times this season. Here's like the thing though with Damian Pierce he's playing 70-something percent of snaps, right? and he's getting 20 carries a game. Like, that's just not normal. That's not sustainable. That means when he's in the game, they're handing the ball off. Yep. And so I just think that for I like it for fantasy redraft mm-hmm. because I feel like this year the Texans know they're a dumpster fire. Yep. They have an unhappy wide receiver. And Brandon Cooks. They yep. have Davis Mills, who I, I would I don't allege they're the worst Davis. team in football. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, but. I don't hate Davis Mills. He's progressing rather slowly, but he's progressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also got thrown in to be a quarterback for the worst team in the league. He's also being coached by Lovey Smith. So, um, no offense. Yeah, but Lovey Smith is known for never having a good quarterback. Correct. So, I mean, he he's a whole hell of a lot better than old sexy Rex he was. Okay, let's let's not go that far. <laughs> I'll go that far. <laughs> um, so I think that the move is good for redraft because of for Damian Pierce and for Eno Benjamin because I think the value of Damian Pierce's carries increases. Like yeah. the the he's going to get obviously the more important usage exactly rather That's... than getting 
carries on the 30 on their 30 when it's third and eight like the risk for injury is going down for Damian Pierce and that's why I like it for Damian Pierce I like it for Eno Benjamin because this is an offense that can use him I think it makes him flex viable at this point yeah I think it I mean you might have to give him a week or two to get into the offense but I think that it is a good thing for both backs I don't think it hurts either one Mm -hmm. I mean might take a point off Damian Pierce a week but I don't like Damian Pierce is going to find the end zone. Right. And Eno Benjamin is, well, he's young. Like, he's, he's also going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, he'll catch the ball in the backfield. And that's something that Damian Pierce, they don't use him as much for. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't hate it for the organization. I don't hate it for both backs. I think it's good for fantasy. Um, and I think it's probably a decent deal for Dynasty. Yeah. So uh, I think it gives upside to both. We're going to talk about this with our next viewer question, too. At no point does this take away... Damian Pierce's high value carries and, mm-hmm. it, I, and that's yeah. all that matters in fantasy. Exactly. Is, is high, high value, value carries. carries. When it's just like when you look at a wide receiver, it's red zone targets, deep balls. Yep. Like those are the cheat codes to fantasy. Mm-hmm. So the cheat codes for running backs are high valued carries. Right. And those are those are carries inside of the twenty. And exactly. And in two minute and four minute offense. Yeah. So and that's I, and I I think that's what Damian Pierce is gonna get. And I think yep. Eno Benjamin's gonna maybe cut uh, five carries out of it. And yeah, five carries and and, and, and some, three targets. And yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's about that's about where it would be a third, few third downs here and there. Yep. So then the next question we got from uh, from the old man is, um, we all watched the Sunday night football game and saw the inclusion of, of Elijah Mitchell into the game plan probably more than we all expected after mm-hmm. they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Shanahan came out and said that he he would his goal is to make it a 50-50 carry split. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Um, So I'll start with it. I don't think this is something that you need to worry about as a Christian McCaffrey owner. I am a Christian McCaffrey owner. I traded for him. I traded Joe Mixon for him. Um, I went out and traded for him because I've said this on the show before. I will say it a million times. Mm -hmm. I believe that superstar running backs in that system do superstar things, and I think we saw that. I think we will consistently see that. And, And I think... When it comes on the Mitchell side of things, when he gets added into this offense, again, it doesn't take away Christian McCaffrey's high-value carries and targets. He's still going to get those. If anything, it makes Mitchell a, a solid flex play at this point. You know, the yeah, the effect that I think it would have, I think it might drive down Debo Samuel's stock. Sure, and, and sadly and, your boy Ayuk, too. Uh, yeah. Um, the reason that I say it will drive down Debo stock is because Debo will now no longer really line up in the backfield. We saw him do it probably once, twice maybe in that game. He did it a couple times, yep. Yeah, and here's the the stats on it. Elijah Mitchell really only played 35% of the snaps, but on that 35% of the snaps, he had 18 rushing attempts. Uh, That's a pretty big number for a so-called RB2. Um, And I know I saw something crazy where it was like Christian McCaffrey had... 35 carries since he's been since the uh since the 49ers trade for him right and elijah mitchell has 30 well elijah mitchell picked up 18 of those in the um in the game not last night but the night prior yeah on, on that's on that sunday night the other part is is so they both had 15 carries assume that the 49ers don't run the ball 30 times in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if they do choose to go that route and not th- run it 30 times okay. in a game. Here, Here's where we're, I think we're really back to square one where we were with Damian Pierce and, you know, Benjamin. Yeah. Just a little bit higher of a level because the offense Correct. is a lot better. Yeah. I think Christian McCaffrey still gets the cheat codes. Yep. Um, the inside the 20s, the major passing downs. All those things. Um, and I think that, um, I think, I yeah, I don't really, like, I I just I I think Elijah Mitchell is going to get the not as important carries, but I think that he's in a good scheme to give him opportunities to score the ball and run for a lot of yards. Yeah, I I don't see any issues with it. I I have comfort uh, having both my lineup. Absolutely. Um, I would even I might even uh, look into trading for Elijah Mitchell uh, on my team. That's kind of my thought. He's. I mean, uh, that was his first big game, so it's nothing, nothing yeah. too wild. Absolutely. Let's roll in and let's uh, we'll do uh, let's let's do waiver wire talk first. Um, I do have one question before we get to waiver wire talk, and we might have our boy Mason Puelco come in to uh, call in to discuss a little bit of trades here at the end of the show. <laughs> starting see. to starting to chirp him up a little bit. My question is. Um, uh, Cooper Cup is done for the fantasy season at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, placed on IR, he broke his fibula, um, and even if by some chance he gets back uh, to get the ligaments healed and all that, it, it, he just won't be fantasy viable for the rest of the year. Mm-mm. What is your biggest pivot point? Who are you moving to? What's your hopes if you are a guy that is highly leveraged on Cooper Cup? Um, I don't know where to even go with this, to be honest with you. Uh, just because, um, well, Matt Stafford didn't play. No. And I uh, I got to look into the Matt Stafford injury. What was it? Do you, it? He had a concussion, so he'll be back. Concussion. I just, I wonder, part of me wonders if part of that might be his little elbow problems. It could be. Like, you know, like sometimes you'll get, like, it's not odd in the NFL for teams to hide an injury sure. and cover it up with a less significant injury yep. and give them a week off, especially for the 49ers because, I mean, they were a Super Bowl contender a year ago. Right. So I Matthew Stafford makes me nervous because he hasn't played really great. Yep. So his deep ball hasn't looked the best. I mean, he still throws it fairly well. Um, like it's Matthew Stafford. He's still a pretty good quarterback in my book. Um, but when I look at the wide receiving core for the Rams, um, there's not really a name that jumps off the, the sheet for me. Maybe Van Jefferson. Cause the connection was there last year for deep balls. And, and that was, that's a really, as far as I can stretch it. I don't think that Allen Robinson is really worth a look. I mean, I might be, I might be looking like a clown when I say that, but like the dude just, I don't know what it is with him. It's like he just, he makes me feel foolish every week. It's just like he should be an auto start right. with Cooper Cup gone, but you just can't trust the dude. Like, how do you play ninety percent of snaps in every single game, and your highest? Point scoring game is 17 points, yep, and that is literally because you had a touchdown, yeah. Like the most targets he's had all year in a game is seven, yeah, for a wide receiver, too. Not only that, 
He's a wide receiver too. That should be viewed as a high value wide receiver too. They paid him the money to be a high he, value. Exactly, yeah. and he's getting seven targets a game. Yep. So, I don't think that any of the um, wide receivers for the Rams are really the, the one I would look into is Ben Skoranek. Yeah, I was um, just pulling him up. He he has he has proven a little bit of trust with Stafford this year, mm-hmm. and he's going to slide in that same role that Cooper Cup rolls, which is uh, runs kind of slot. Sharp movements, um, yeah, which I think is kind of what Matt Stafford's been looking to throw to, and maybe part of the whole no Allen Robinson ball. But that's my thought. If if you have Cooper Cup, there's not a lot of great pivot options. No, uh, Ben Skoranek's a lot bigger than Cooper Cup, so that's another benefit to him. Absolutely, um, he's not as shifty nor quick. No, but he can find himself in some pretty good matchups, and I think he's done so pretty well and effectively. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, uh, just I don't Rams going forward. I don't know what where we're at. Yeah, I, uh, they're pretty fantasy depleted at this uh, point. Running backs not good. Matt yep. Stafford not good, and everybody on their wide receiving group not good. Yep, except for Skronik if we're lucky. I mean, he had a hell of a year for Northwestern and Notre Dame when he played there. So yeah, I'm an, I'm, I'm a fan of him. He Big played fun. at. Played at the schools near me. There you go. So let's roll in. Let's start to talk about uh, ads this week. Um, obviously, the number one ad uh, owned in sixteen percent of leagues had himself three touchdowns, and he's a guy that they've been wanting to get involved in the offense since yep. the, since he started here. He's been hurt all year. Uh, that's Christian Watson. If you have the number one claim and you're not putting in a claim for Christian Watson, I, I think that's a foolish decision. I think what's most promising is that he had four receptions for 100 and some odd yards and yards and three touchdowns, and he was targeted a couple more times. Had two bad drops. Should have had a fourth touchdown. He had like he could have played better. Yeah, and had he had a eight targets yeah. on the on the day. Well, eight registered targets. So yep, that means that um, catchable balls, so to say. Sure. Um, and within, most of the balls coming from a rod or catchable. Yeah, within range of yep. being catchable. So I would say that it's. Good. See, you're a lot higher on him than I am. Mm-hmm. And that my reason of not being high on him is because I don't think the trust between A-Rod and him are there. And the reason I say this is not... Okay, he had a great game, don't get me wrong. Yep. But sometimes, when you're a great quarterback, you pick on the shitty corner. Sure. And if his matchup was really that... Like, if he was winning his matchup that well... Of course you're gonna look at him, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I bet you if he dropped that one ball around along the sideline, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers doesn't look his way again. Sure, because he did that in the very first game. Aaron Rodgers neglected him the rest of the game. Sure. So I think that there, I I just think that there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers isn't the biggest fan of him at some points. Sure. So let's play this game because this is the other big name of ad. He's owned in sixty percent of leagues, owned in ours. Uh, really due to my foolishness, but Kadarius Tony. Would you rather have Kadarius Tony or would you rather have Christian Watson? Because those are two guys to me that you can add this week off the waiver wire and start and be very comfortable with them moving forward. I think um, they're both consistent ten point scorers for moving me, forward. Oh, I'm I'm a toss up there. I'm gonna go Kadarius Tony because he's in a high powered offense. I think that's where I'm at too. Um for the same reason. Uh and I uh, Juju's battling some injuries, concussion. Yep. So that makes him a little more valuable at this moment for me. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to place it at. I just I don't think Christian Watson's a jump on really quick type of guy. Yeah. I think that I like I can see him turning around and having a six point game next week. Sure. But at the same time, I can see him turning around and maybe becoming Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. I just need a prove me game from Christian Watson. In fantasy, so many times we see a player score twenty points, and the next week he scores two. Right. So I need a prove me game from Christian Watson. If he scores ten plus, then cons- absolutely consider the ad. Um, sure. And Kadarius Tony, I just think he'll be more consistent as they're. They're really working him into the offense. I watched the game. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to find ways to get this kid the ball. Absolutely. Um, he looked back to his rookie-ish form. Yeah. So. He's a guy that in yeah. Dynasty I'm trading for. I, I'm giving up assets for. Um, I, I see a lot of promise with Kadarius Tony moving forward. And same with Christian Watson. Van Jefferson's a hot ad this week. I don't love it. We've talked about that Rams offense. It's a little depleted. Yeah. I mean, Van Jefferson probably has the best, other than Higby, Probably the best connection, or like best, most well known with Stafford. Yep. they know each other pretty well. Absolutely. So I feel like I don't. I don't hate the ad if you go and add him just because it's a safety net for Stafford. But Van Jefferson's also known for just dropping free balls. Yeah. Him and MVS are the same player sometimes. Yep. Uh, both big deep threats. Uh, Cole Clement, top ad for tight ends. Love that one. He is owned in my in our league, and he will stay owned by your boy. Um, thing with good him, name for him too. I think he. He's developing himself into a league winner um, spot, yep. if you ask me. We're going to talk league winners later, yeah. Yeah, the reason for that is because Cole Komet is he's actually being schemed for once. Yep. Now, this is something that the Bears really haven't done much of with him, and I think that it's absolutely valuable that a tight end's being schemed as much as he is. Yeah. Because usually it, you would see, like, Chase Claypool played on like six or seven snaps, and we just traded for him. Yep. And Cole Komet is absolutely getting targeted. So, um, I like the Cole Komet situation, and I think you gotta think he if he's not in your added in your league, you gotta go add. And if not, if you have another tight end, I would literally trade Kyle Pitts for him probably. Yeah, I and would that's too. like a no brainer for me. I'd probably trade damn near any tight end right now for him, other than Mark Andrews and. Travis Kelsey. Yep, outside of the two big ones. Yeah, maybe. Like, if you have Darren Waller, I I, I mean, I don't know Darren Waller's timetable right now. He's supposed to be back every other week, and right. just, and that's a name that people jump at. So Yeah, well, let's play this game. Um, I listened to it on Fantasy Footballers today, but they played it, and I think it's valid. Okay, give me the third wide receiver in Fantasy, or the third tight end in Fantasy. Outside of the top two, who do you want third? Who do I want third? Right, like there's a couple names you can throw in. There's Kittle. There's Dulich. Dulcich. Um, there's Clement at this point. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me, uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to think here. Let's see. So I got to go through all the tight ends in my head really quick. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to pull up a, um, the the current standings if right now. Dallas Goddard's not hurt. I like him. I think he's he would be my pick if he's not hurt. Zert's being hurt. Um, getting he's on probably on IR going on IR. Yeah, it? done for the year at this point. Um, I would have loved him. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, maybe T.J. Hawkinson. Then after that, I'm I'm probably going Travi Patty. Yeah. Um, Mark Andrews. Yep. So Mark Travi Patty, Marky Mark. 
Dale Scatter if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go T.J. Hawkinson. And I'm not. And I think him. I think T.J. Hawkinson and Cole Komet are entirely switchable at this point. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I'd throw in at that point. Oh yeah, dang! I forgot about him. Yeah, I, I, I certainly I, consider Dalton Schultz. Him and Dak are just like. In they sync. just go together. Yep. Uh, Friermuth is a guy I would throw into that list. Talked about Clement. Clement's been a consistent now twelve top 12 tight end in fantasy, which doesn't take a lot when you really run the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like when you start to look at that revolving door, um, and, and Higby is the other name that I wanted to throw on that list. I, uh, not really somebody I would go after. No, but if he's available, I'm adding him. The other name I would add, uh, if you need a tight end to start, is uh, Foster Monroe in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Probably not this week because they play Denver, and Denver seems to have an answer for their offense. But definitely a guy I would keep an eye on. And Dulwich, the, the, the Broncos tight end, if for some godforsaken reason he's still not added, he, he's going to tear up the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Just just telling you right now, I, I've seen that Raiders defense, and I've seen what the Broncos have done to it this year. Now, no. and, and as bad as Danger Russ has been... He he busted up that that ra- that Raiders defense. No, no. The first he time. also said something like this, very simple. I believe we're back. Yeah, yeah, we had a check, we had a, check, check, check. Someone cut our power. Somebody cut the power. We're back though. We're rolling. okay. Okay. So some he said this very similar week five or six about um, Josh Jacobs against the Denver defense. He said, Josh, Josh Jacobs owns our ass. Josh Jacobs will own the Denver defense. Owns and our he ass. won't do a damn thing the rest of the year. So. You know, you got to be careful with the Raider Denver takes from Dale. I hate the Raiders. Yeah. But the, the Broncos scored think, their most points right this here. season against the Raiders. I think you're right here. And Dulwich is going to be available to play this week. He I think wasn't you're available right. the first time. I think time. you're 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 auto correct. Hopefully. So, if not I might jump off a bridge. I hate the Raiders and I hate losing to them. Yeah. I hate losing to them in Denver even more. Mhm. Yeah, but regardless, we'll get off that before I start to cry on this podcast. <laughs> um, other name, keep an eye on Paris Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, it, with Matt Ryan playing again, he's getting more catches, more possessions, stuff like that. He He's going to be one of those PPR machines in terms of that, in terms of catches and stuff like that. Got to keep your eye on. Uh, I'm sick and tired of playing the guessing game with the – Chiefs backfield um, mm-hmm. play that game too much. I'm not interested in any of them. Uh, I, I guess um, uh, who is it? Jarek McKinnon or McKnight, whichever one. Yeah, he's my sure. break. Yeah, are you talking Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, Kansas yeah. City. He's my break glass in case of emergency. I need to start somebody in PPR because he's getting catches, but I'm not rostering any of the any of them consistently. Ceh is cut. Yep, I think that's uh, he. I would drop him in every league. I'd drop him just to have a free roster spot. Um, just throwing that out there. And yeah. Then, uh, if you've dropped Brian Robinson, this is a week that if you're hurting by wise, I think you can add him and play him against that really shitty Houston run game, mm-hmm. and and be a spot spot start. I think they showed us that they're going to try and run the ball. Um, I don't know fifty times against Houston. Yeah. That's what they did against Philly, and it was successful. So. I think that's what you're going to see moving forward out of the Washington offense, and I think Brian Robinson's going to just rip people to shreds. He looked the best he did against Philly. Yeah. So I if think, he's available, Adam. I think that probably covers all the ads for yeah. me. I don't know about for you. I mean, obviously, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are still out, 
yeah. go and snag Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. Yeah, if you can get Carter, Carter's my top bat of the week. If he's I like, yeah, I like the both of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's roll into. This is the trade deadline. Yeah. And this is your opportunity to really, really cement trades. Yep. Um, cement the playoff team. So let's talk just in our league right now. Um, I am currently one spot out of the last playoff spot. And I am currently the only clinched team in the league to be in the playoffs. Correct. So it's so so just so we're all clear, I'm sitting at four and six, started 0 and five, really kind of turned this thing around. Um, I'm sitting one spot out. I am one game behind the four seed. So we have a very tight league, and this is it's going to come down to about as razor thin of a wire as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bunch of teams sitting at five and five, one team at six and four, uh, one team at seven and three, and then you're sitting at nine and one. Um, so we're fighting through this. Let's give people guys to trade for, things you're looking for. Number one, the advice I would give anybody is start to look at the matchups for playoffs. But if you're if you're desperation mode uh, to make playoffs, you got to do. You can't. You, do. you can't look at the future right. playoff bracket because you're not going to be in. Hate to break it to you, pal. Correct. You need to go and get a player that's going to play for you now and going to get you points within these few weeks. Correct. So if I'm a guy like you. And let's say you start to look at your deal and, and one of your stars has a bad matchup. I would look to maybe flip that star with a guy that, that equal star, equal talent, yeah. that has a better matchup during that time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my, my theory there. I'm in a rare spot where even given the fact that I'm fighting tooth and nail to get in, my roster is kind of set up to really roll into this thing well. Um, I'd agree. Yeah, Uh Stumbled into the Justin Fields discovery, starting at quarterback now. Traded in for Christian McCaffrey. I have Miles Sanders traded in for A.J. Brown to be a stopgap at wide receiver for me while Jamar I mean, Chase has been hurt. Yeah, the team's looking good. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you put up 144. Yeah. So And, and that's with Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown uh, putting up dookies. Yeah, Cole Komet had two toddies for you, so that's nice. Yep. Um, yeah, I think you... Worked your way, managed your way. Oh, where we're out of the week, by the way. I forgot to add this guy. Deshaun Watson. Yes. If you if you need a quarterback and a, and you're in a league where like you're starting Geno Smith every week, um, I'd certainly consider going and snagging Deshaun Watson yep. just because of the here's why. <laughs> Hear me out. Especially if you're a fantasy playoff team. Yep. Um Deshaun Watson has one of, probably the easiest quarterback schedule. Four fantasy playoffs. I'll read you the teams. Baltimore, mm-hmm. just terrible against quarterbacks fantasy-wise. Yep. That's week 15. The Saints, mm-hmm. once again, very, bad, very bad. bad. Um, and then week 17 is Washington. Yep. Yet again, very, very bad. I have Deshaun Watson on my roster. I don't know if I'm going to keep him there mm-hmm. just for the fact that I do have Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is just – of high value to you anybody. Can't, you can't not play Jalen. Yeah, Hurts. that's the thing. So I might use him as I might use Deshaun Watson as trade piece. We'll see. Yep. Um, I that's really my only reason of adding him. And if you're in our league, you know I haven't played defense in two weeks. The bench yep. is the bench is just too deep. Yep. I mean, my bench is too deep. I just can't. I can't 
drop the players because then I'm giving someone a free player. Correct. And oh. I just I like I can't give people free fluxes. Yep. Can't do it. And and one of the number one trade targets that I'm going to throw out there is, is to me is Donovan Peoples Jones. Mm-hmm. He's going to start for me at wide receiver due to buy this week, but he's going to go absolutely wackadoodles when Deshaun Watson gets back into the show. He he's proven to be a, a very valuable target. Yeah. Going forward here. If, if I'm uh, trading, by the way. Um, for fantasy playoffs, go and get George Pickens. Yep, he's got really favorable matchups coming up. He plays Atlanta. Yep, more target share too at this uh, point. Yeah, butthole secondary in Atlanta. Yep, Baltimore butthole secondary, Carolina butthole secondary, <laughs> Las Vegas butthole secondary. Yep, and Baltimore butthole secondary. That was week thirteen through seventeen. So, yep. I mean, you really just got to make it through these two weeks, and then George Pickens is your boy. Mm-hmm. So. I would go and target him. I know we said people to trade for, so go and trade for George Pickens. He's he shouldn't be someone you gotta really. I think you can probably finesse him in a big package. Yep. But I also think that you can probably just trade something little for him. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that he's he's definitely my top throw-in guy. If you're putting together a bigger trade, you're making a trade for a star. Throw him in. Throw him in. Go get that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you get a chance to play against Atlanta in the fantasy playoffs, that's the guy you want. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's just kind of my my thought process. Yeah, so uh, that's where I'm at there. Yeah, I, um, other trade targets mm-hmm. um, for people who I think you can pot, kind of buy relatively low. James Conner, love that idea, especially because people don't have a. Like, they look at what his production has been, and they'll probably just think, oh, it's a fluke. Yep. And people who don't follow that, you know, Benjamin's been cut. It's not really, like, huge publicized news. Right. Like, it's not like a... He's not... You know, Benjamin's not a huge name to people. Correct. So the fantasy implications aren't as big in people's minds. But I think that James Conner is an absolute must-go-and-trade-for. Yep. Unfortunately, in our league, you're not getting him. He's on my roster. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, stay away. Yep. Um, another guy that I would probably consider trading for, um, some may trade him away, is Keenan Allen. Yep. Um, reason for, he has arguably, from here on out, the easiest wide receiver schedule going ahead um kansas city arizona las vegas miami tennessee uh for the playoffs he's got indianapolis which is the only team that is um top 10 for a wide receiver and then you look in you have los angeles rams so him here on out he's a great great wide receiver to have for the fantasy playoffs Mm -hmm. um once again, on my team, and I've kept him on my roster this entire season. Oh, my gosh. Um, You've been a trooper for that. Yeah, it, it's kind of hurt. Um, another dude that I would consider adding, if I could, is probably Christian Kirk. Not adding, I mean trading for. And this is a guy who's not a huge name. Yep. So you can probably snag him for fairly low price. Um, once again... Got to buy this week, but Baltimore, Detroit, Tennessee. And then he plays Dallas, uh, the Jets, and Houston. Um, the only matchup you really should worry about are those last two, which sucks because they're fantasy playoffs. But if you're in a win-now situation, you're going to need to go and get him for week 12, week 13, week 14. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the reason why the Jets and Houston are tough are because the Jets have Sauce Gardner and Houston has Stingley Jr. Yep. So um, he's that's the only reason why he's tough. I mean, who knows if they'll line up against him all game, but. Um, yeah, I think that's really my go and gets. Obviously, you can say go and get like big names. Yeah, obviously, you'd love to get guys like that. I'll throw a couple out as well. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., some people are going to drop him throughout the bye week here. Um, he's a guy that I would absolutely go and grab um, if somebody drops him. If not, I would even put together a little trade for him. Um, if, if Again, another guy that you'd love to throw in. He's going to be the lead back here in Miami down the stretch, it feels like. Um, we talked about Paris Campbell. I have more trust in Paris Campbell than I do Michael Pittman right now in that offense. Mm-hmm. Just a guy to, to, again, keep your eye on. Uh, the other one that I will go and trade for immediately after this week, if if uh, if Bachman will let me, is to a tongue of Iloa. Um, I, I really like that Miami offense. I think it's going to get better after the bye. He's a guy that's going to be after the bye, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, again, just guys that... You, you think are going to trust that they're going to roll. Um, just keep looking that direction. Aaron Jones is a guy I'd keep my eye on mm-hmm. um, if, if your manager is willing to part with them. Um, and another guy that I'm adding just to kind of keep an eye on it is um, uh, I actually added him last week, but Jalen Warren. Um, yeah, I think that was a great add. Yeah, and th- just because Najee's not getting – a sustainable amount of carries, and when he gets the ball, he doesn't look good with the ball. Yeah, it was the first 50-50 split um, that they've had this year, and he started to look uh, really solid. And if if Najee gets hurt, I like the idea of having him as my running back mm-hmm. um, in in that offense. Obviously, um, if you can get a big name, go get a big name. Find a way to pull that off. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to trade for St. Brown. I think we're both trying to trade for St. Brown right now, so we'll see how that shakes out between the two of us. Uh, you know, truce there. Um, yeah, uh, there was one big name that stuck out in my head of a guy I wanted to get. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, obviously you want JT. Um, well, but here's the here's the you have thing. to go deal with the special needs of the North. Yeah, so Jonathan Taylor for us is on a team that is almost an untouchable team. Because the owner of the players overvalues everybody. Yeah. And when I say overvalues, like this dude might ask you for Justin Jefferson for like Zay Jones. So um I'm not shall, saying he, shall we do a reminder of the trade he offered me this Yeah, I'm not saying he's done season. that, but I'm just saying that that are those are the type of offers you'll get from him. Yeah. So uh um I think Jonathan Taylor, if you're in a uh, league with someone that understands English and can <laughs> and can read the fantasy points. Yeah, um, I would probably try to trade a, a decent piece for him. Yeah, and that's about it. Uh, Just because th- I like I said last week, Jeff Saturday is going to run the ball and he runs the damn ball. Yep. And when you run the damn ball, you score the damn ball and you win damn games. Yeah. Uh, the name I was forgetting. Uh, my top waiver claim this week in our league, uh, thanks to that boy Ray Ray. Um, oh, yes. is is Hollywood Brown. Um, he is back day-to-day at this point. Uh, you don't know what that means, but um, if, if he does play, Hollywood's going to be a big contributor, um, and he's going to be my ad. Um, 
back to that DeAndre Hopkins is a go and get, maybe trade for type of guy. Yeah, I'd trade a I, farm for him. Yeah, uh, just now with Zertz being out, I mm-hmm. think that he's much more valuable. Mm-hmm. He's a go-to target because Kyler would look at Zertz and and um, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins as straight just exit valves. Mm-hmm. So I think that he, DeAndre Hopkins becomes the only exit for him. Yeah, uh, tell me if this is uh, a bad trade that I might have just put together. Okay, am I included in it? You're not, but you can be okay. if we need to work you in. Okay. M- Miles Sanders and Chris Godwin for St. Brown. I don't really like it for you. I'm not, Cause I'm I not like crazy Chris, about it the more I think about it. I like, I like I'm okay Chris with Godwin because I think Chris Godwin's extremely valuable. Yeah. And I think that Chris Godwin for your... I think you're trading essentially mm-hmm. Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Like he's getting Miles Sanders for free at that point. Yeah, I think you're onto something. So I don't know if I absolutely love it for you. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to. No, I I know. I like just because I wanted him doesn't mean that I'm gonna like dissuade you, but. Like when I look at the numbers, I think that Chris Godwin, especially in playoffs, he's got pretty decent matchups, like pretty fair, mm-hmm. good but matchups. I agree. Um, so I wouldn't really go and I like you're basically giving away Miles Sanders at that rate. That's kind of my concern. And so I would not. I would certainly stay away from that one. Yeah. Um. But let me see here. Let's see if we can work. You know, working deals in fantasy is kind of a a sensitive game. I know that he said he was willing to part ways with Kamara. I don't know if I want to give up gosh damn house for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like a Monra just because he's a Monra. Go look at a Monra. If you're on Sleeper, please do me a favor and go look at a Monra St. Brown's picture when you click on his player profile. It literally looks like a middle schooler's picture. It does. Like, he's wearing an oversized jersey, no number, no logo. Yeah. It's just a blue jersey. Yeah. Like, it's a practice squad jersey. Yeah. It's rather it's, entertaining. It's pretty funny. Every time I click on it, it gets gets a chuckle out of me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's, that's about the name of the game, boys. Absolutely. Um, I think that I might give... I don't know what I'll give. My thing is I would give, for Alvin Kamara, I'd give probably David Montgomery. David Montgomery's one of those guys I'd like to go trade for right now. You think? With uh, Khalil Herbert hitting the uh, hitting the IR. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got David. I don't have Khalil. So, I, uh, yeah. That, so, I mean, I... I'll work in a little Dave Montgomery well, juicy boy for you. I just texted the the great uh, Jay Miller. Uh, what did, what would Jay Miller trade? Uh, I'm thinking Hopkins for Chase. Yeah, that's that might work. It's something that I would need because I need to get in still, and he can he has the luxury of sitting a little bit because he he's a little higher up. He can wait the two weeks on Chase. I can't. Yeah, I think for me. I think I'm going to hold probably David Montgomery unless there's an absolute steal of a deal on the table. Yep. Um, and at that point, I think I'll... Like, my team is pretty set for playoffs. Yeah. I have a, I have 
I would say I would argue that I have probably three league winners on it. Yep. Um, my league winners being Jalen Hurts. I think is a league winner. Yep. Um, he's number three quarterback overall, but I mean he's an auto twenty. Yep. Uh, Saquon Barkley is more than a league winner. He's just an everything winner. I told you he was RB1 this year, didn't I? he's RB3 right now. I mean, Justin Jefferson Mm -hmm. is... That dude. Himothy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Justin Jefferson proved to me that Justin Jefferson just might be the next greatest wide receiver. Yep. That we'll see. Yep. I thought it was going to be Jamar Chase, maybe Justin Jefferson... But Justin Jefferson is the greatest catcher of all time. Really? You're going that far? I'm going that far. In a divisional in a in a regular season game against the Bills. You know it was fourth and fourteen or whatever it was. Okay. All right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? Like it's fourth sure. down. Sure, I'll give that's, it to you. That's a big time play against what is viewed to be the number one the number one team in in the NFL at the time. Yeah. The Bills are viewed as number one. Absolutely. So I think that that might be the greatest catch of all time right now. Like, all right. greatest skill-wise. Sure, sure. In terms of degree of difficulty. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if he makes... I think he's also capable to make... That was a big moment play. Yeah. I still think he makes that big moment play if it's a, if it's in the divisional round. Sure. Or if it's in the NFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl. Yeah. Plays make plays. Yep. And he's a player. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Um, He's kind of got that Deion Sanders swag when you watch him. A little bit. A little bit. I agree with you. He, uh, he's got the grills in. He's got the ice. And he's got his own dance. That's that's all valid things. So I Primetime high steps. He gritties. Yeah. Did you hear the announcers when he grittied and pretended to pull his hamstring because it's part of the gritty and yeah. they just freaked out? Yeah. And they were like, oh, my gosh, is Justin Jefferson hurt? And everyone's just like, what? No, it's, it's part of the dance, guys. Yeah. Just part of the dance. Yeah. All right. Anything else that stands out before we sit here for an hour and discuss trades and, um, and our evil layer here? Uh, league winners will run through quick. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Just okay. We'll go by a category here. Yep. Um, so quarterbacks. Justin Fields is a league winner. Yep. Jalen Hurts is a league winner. Yep. Two is probably a league winner. Yeah. I'm only gonna go three from each category. Sure. If that's okay with everybody. Good for me. Um, I think that. Tua becomes a league winner just because I think his offense is going to become overbearing soon. Absolutely. Um, running back-wise, I think Austin Eckler, league winner. Yep. Saquon's a league winner. and I've Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Nick Chubb. Oh, give me the CMC. Nick Chubb is a league winner just because he's Nick Chubb. He's almost a guaranteed touchdown every week. Yep. Where CMC's not as guaranteed touchdown, but he also catches passes. Yep. So I... They're a toss-up there. Yep. Um, I would even argue Josh Jacobs as a league winner. Uh, we could have that conversation. I mean, it's, it's, not the it's, bad, it's not a bad conversation. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. Wide receivers, um, I'm going to go Jay Juddas is an absolute league winner. Yeah, but that's don't give me that one. Give me something a little sleek, sneaky. Somebody somebody could trade for, huh? Tyree Kill's an absolute league winner. Yeah, okay, nice one. Good job. Stefan Diggs. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Devontae Adams. All right, here you go. I'll give you guys you can trade for. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, if you can get your hot little hands on him and, you, and you're in that position. Hopkins, if you can get your hot little hands on him. And Kadarius Tony will be a league winner. Get your hands on him now. 
Uh, we'll go to tight ends. Yeah. Uh, my league winners are literally so easy. Um, they're actually free. You could probably guess them. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and the toss-up. A healthy Dallas Goddard wins the league. Yep. Um, but right now, going forward, schedule-wise, I'm going Cole Komet as a league winner mm-hmm. heading forward. Give me the muth. And uh, I would like I, – I think Pat Fryermuth might be up there. Yep. Um, kickers that are league winners. Ooh. I know this is crazy. It's crazy, but it is it, absolutely something that is important. Sometimes it's very important. Yep. Um, uh, believe it or not, I'm probably going to go Justin Tucker. Okay. Uh, absolutely lock of the century. Mm-hmm. He is just a walking lock. He doesn't miss. He's automatic. Mm-hmm. He's a system kicker. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what he says. And I think that he's absolutely uh, someone that you must value uh, as just probably the best kicker in all football, maybe even all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, believe it or not, I like J- Jason Myers as a league winner. All right. Dude puts up like nine points, ten points a game mm-hmm. um, just because it's the Seattle Seahawks. And then I also kind of like Young Hoku. But the problem with him is he's good for like 12 to 14 mm-hmm. or he's good for four. Yep. Kind of depends on... What you what you bet on with him when you start him is that Atlanta's going to get past the fifty mm-hmm. and not score the ball. Okay. Because he hits fifty yarders like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's forty yarders like it's nothing. And then he said a few big misses. Um, defensive league winners. Now let's go there. I I just I just stream whoever's playing yeah, Houston. Uh, the league winner is. Don't play a defense like I do. Whoever's playing Houston. Literally, just the league winner for defense is don't play a defense. Just find out like you'll never Houston. Hear me out. You'll never go <laughs> negative points if you don't play one. Yeah. I, I like, just, this is, like, go and get yourself someone that you can trade with value. Yep. And don't play a defense. Like, the eight points, trust me, if you got players, your players are going to make up for that damn eight points you get from the Los Angeles Chargers getting two fumbles, two sacks, and... An interception, giving up thirty-one points. Like, like, come on, man. No defense is needed. I just, I just add whoever's playing. It's literally, Houston. it's the roll of the dice when you go and grab a defense. Because mm-hmm. you're betting on sacks and fumbles and interceptions. You're betting on bad quarterback play at that point. Mm-hmm. So, no defense, league winner. Wow. All right. Uh, whoever's playing Houston. That's my uh, Fair enough. consensus. I'll say I it a million times. I would even argue that uh, whoever's playing Denver. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. I'm done. We're over. <laughs> Good night, Great ladies and gentlemen. Time.